0: is the She Loves to Plan podcast with me, Monique Svensson, founder of Perfect Planner Company. If you are a time-poor entrepreneur, a business owner spinning too many plates, or a busy mum who wants to feel more successful, more accomplished, and more organized in your business, life and home, then this podcast is for you. As a planning expert, I know that every goal needs a plan and I'm here to show you how. to today's episode of the She Loves to Plan podcast. I am very excited. I've been joined today by the lovely Charlie Day. Now, Charlie um, and I did a course together um, quite a while back now in 2020. And um, we met there, but we've sort of bumped into each other along the way on this entrepreneur circuit. Um, Charlie is a sales expert who helps others make more sales and scale their business. Charlie also, Started um, a, an amazing franchise called Phonics with Robot Reg. Um, and some of you out there with kids might know this, which was hugely, hugely successful. Um, and it has been sold all around the UK and also places far and wide like Australia. Um, she has a podcast called The Entrepreneurs Growth Club and uh, what charlie doesn't know about sales so she's here today to tell us how we can generate more income in our business which i know so many people want through clever sales strategies so charlie welcome to the podcast today hello what an introduction do you know what everybody comes on and they always go wow what an intro you know i must be i must be good at an introduction (laughs) charlie Welcome. Um, Please tell us all about yourself today. So, yeah, well, I think you've done
1: a cracking job, probably better than I would have done for myself. So thank you. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Yeah, I'm absolutely passionate about um, helping small business owners create more sales in their business. And um, I think that scares people off sometimes, Monique, when I say like, I love I love selling. I I know. Sales is easy if you just know how. They're like, who is this woman? Please get her away from me. <laughs> um, but I started my first business when I was 21. I did not have a clue what I was doing. And I don't know if it was just um, my sort of naivety or 21-year-old arrogance that just, I thought I would open up a business and everyone was would come flocking. Um, why, why would you think yes. otherwise? <laughs> that was not the case whatsoever. Um, I opened a theatre school and I had seven people attend my theatre school. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm just going to do this workshop I'd done like a workshop over the summer holidays 2011 summer holidays um I was doing a workshop of Glee I was like I'll do the workshop and then I'll brush it all under the carpet I'll pretend it never happened and we'll all move on um I was like working at a massive loss I'd roped my sister into helping me out because I had no money to pay a member of staff or anything And at the end of the week, all seven children wanted to come back. They were like, you can do weekly classes. Oh, my God, we've loved it so much. And in that moment, I thought to myself, well, it was so hard to get them here in the first place. I'm not going to let them go now. So I said, yeah, I'm going to start weekly classes. And I made a promise to myself in that moment that I was going to get really, really good at selling because I recognized that that was what was going to drive my business forward. Um, And so that's what I did from that um, theater school with seven children. It still exists today. There's over 400 children go on a weekly basis. Wow.
0: Wow. Um,
1: I also launched a party business. Um, And then Phonics with Robot Reg, and we've got 54 franchisees um, in Phonics with Robot Reg as well. So I've sort of grown these three businesses from the ground up. It's a running joke in my family that I've never had a real job I'm an entrepreneur through and through. And so back in 2020, I decided to help other people to create more sales in their business because I started to find it
0: just so easy. Like it clicked for me. And, I'd and I think it's something people that people get scared by, don't they? They really I mean, they. I started my business world of entrepreneurship i suppose in direct selling and you know it was the thing that people got scared about oh i can't i can't possibly ask them to buy this but but this is what your job is you know you have to do this and you see it all the time i think as female
1: entrepreneurs it's it's really hard isn't it we are not we're not brought up to be like, look at me, here I am. You know, even when you were just doing that, that intro of me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is me. Where do I look? What do I do in my face? And, um, you know, sales, the sales industry is dominated by men. Um, And there's a lot of things that I massively disagree with being taught out there in terms of scarcity marketing, pushy closing, sleazy sales tactics. Actually, I believe that selling when it's done the right way is all about listening, asking questions, uncovering people's problems, solving them. And if along that journey you find that someone's not the right customer for you, telling them that turning mm. them away and sending them to somebody else who would be more relevant and actually I think females have the best skills to be able to be the best sales people out there we just have to overcome this putting ourselves out there and saying I'm Charlie Day and I'm really good at selling mm. and if you want to create more sales I can help you do that as female entrepreneurs, it doesn't come naturally to no. talk about ourselves in that way.
0: No, we do want to sort of step back a little bit. But, you know, in this certainly now in the kind of world that we are in, this digital world, if and, and, you know, it's so big. If we don't go out there, put ourselves out there and really sort of speak about ourselves and what we do, you're just going to get lost in all the noise that is around. So you've got to have... Yeah, I suppose, the courage to go out there um, and and do it. You touched on, on customers there. And I mean, one of, certainly for us as Perfect Planner Company, one of our uh, ethos is is customer service. You know, really, really strong customer service. Because as you said, if you understand your customers, you know your customers and you listen to them, you can help them out with what you need. So, I mean, how important is it in your mind to build relationships with your customers or your clients? And and how do you go about doing that?
1: It is the most important thing. You know, one of our values is we lead with the customer. I think there are not enough people who are thinking, okay, how do I want my customer to feel? When they've finished working with me, how do I want them to feel? I want them to feel amazing about sales. I want them to feel great about the whole process they went through with me. I want them to feel like it was money well spent. And I want them literally step ball changing out of
0: there to shout about what it is that they do. do No one can see see this right now because they're going to be listening to the audio. But Charlie and I both come from a theatrical background and I immediately burst into a step change here on the video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she imitated a step change while sitting down, which is quite beautiful, really. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you get a bit of showbiz and a bit of sales from me. Um, But, you know, that is how I want people to feel. So then it's about reverse engineering that. Well, what do I need to do to ensure that they do feel about that, um, feel like that when they leave? I think one thing that is amazing is when you go through someone's sales strategy, you've been sold to, you buy it, but you don't realize. You don't realize that you've been through some sales strategy. You're just really excited about what you've bought and you're really excited about the exchange of money. And, you know, you feel great about it. That's how I want people to feel about working with me. So I encourage all of my clients to reverse engineer the customer experience. And I think if we look at some of the um, companies that are leading the world right now, they have done that
0: absolutely apple
1: yeah they have all led with the customer and if they can do it at that level
0: yeah we can certainly do it as small business owners absolutely absolutely it's kind of it's making people think that they need it before Mm -hmm. you know before you've told you you don't tell them they need it they just go oh my god i'm hearing what she says i know i need this and then it's it's sold isn't it it's it's done um you're on a lot of social media uh channels which is brilliant um your instagram your tiktok um but how do you use social media to increase your sales because this is now i mean again i'm going back to when i started in direct selling but it was a long time ago and people used to say to me go and put a leaflet on people's car windows in car parks or harass them in the street. Um, and I couldn't imagine doing anything quite so cringy anymore. We use social media. That's what we do. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I started 12 years ago. I didn't have any social media pages or anything like that. Um, so cold calling was something that I did all of the time, cold calling to schools, um, bulky mails through the post. And social media has got me to where I am today in this business, in Charlie Day sales. And it it plays a huge part in your businesses as well. Um, However, I do think that some of those guerrilla marketing type on the floor, getting the leaflets out, putting your posters up. Um, you know, bulky mail. Even if you're an online business owner, having a mix of that mm-hmm. is no bad thing. Um, it really, really annoys me when people slag off social media because I think social media is a gift that. Oh we
0: my need, gosh! You know? Yeah, like I used much. to put
1: an advert in the yellow pages. <laughs> <what> I mean,
0: <gasps> I used to use it for <laughs> propping shows. We used to have to go through, I used to have to find, you know, through all of these yellow pages, right, what can I do for this? It was amazing. But
1: you know, I mean, you can literally start a business on your sofa tonight using just your phone how amazing is that? Um, And so I love social media and um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they're my three main platforms. I make relationships with people online. Like that's how I met you. It's how I met a lot of people now who, who I would call friends. And I believe that you can create those relationships. You can um, give people that level of customer service online and you can just totally be yourself. And people can realise if they like you, if you're a bit too much for them, you know, whatever, via social media. I think it's a gift. I think we should all be using it. It doesn't matter what business you're in, online, offline, product, services. I was talking to my friend who runs theatre the other day and I said to her, her social media strategy needs to be better. Um, I I don't think it it matters what you, like care home, work on a farm, like you're all, if you're, trying to make sales be prolific
0: on social media absolutely definitely so when you talk about your sales strategy as well um and you just talked about it just then but also when i was doing my research on you you talk about doubling down on your sales strategy what do you mean by that what does that mean
1: So often when I start working with clients and I don't know if you'll resonate with this, Monique, um, they get to a certain level of success without really having a sales strategy whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think you can. I think you can get a certain way. A certain distance without even thinking about sales, just by being a good person, offering a good product or service, showing up, saying the right things, having a booking system, you know, all of those things can get you a, a certain way. But when you get to that point where you want to grow and scale your business, I think that you need to have a sales strategy that works. And um, this is something that I have created in all of my businesses. And now I work with clients so that they can create their own sales strategy. And it starts at the top. So I'm going to, I'm now holding my arms up like a funnel. Um, it starts at the top, drawing people into that sales um, funnel um, and the first step to sales success is marketing. And you can't do any marketing if your messaging isn't right. So I always talk about marketing and messaging together. So what is your message? So for me, it's I can help you create more sales in your business. Who's your ideal client? Well, for me, it's female entrepreneurs who have gotten a certain level of success, but they want to announce want to increase. Success. Yeah. And so I've got my, my message. I know my ideal client, and then I can get it out there in a big way. Well, where did the ideal client hang out? Where am I going to find them? And what can I say that's going to stop them in the scroll and go, I need it. it. Yeah. I need Charlie Day in yeah. my life. Let me contact her. And so that's the first step to draw people into to the funnel. Um, And it's really important that we curate that so it's working for us because we want to be in control of of the sales in our business. We don't want to just hope on a wish and a prayer that we're going to make the sales. So we get our marketing and messaging in line, and then we're going to start growing an audience. It doesn't matter if you're online or offline. You know, when I ran that theatre school in Chelmsford, I needed an audience of people in Chelmsford to come to the theatre school. So how are you going to grow the audience? I recommend people having one main social media um, platform that they grow their audience in. So for me, it's the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, which is my community on Facebook. That's where I signpost Anybody. So if they're following me on Instagram or they listen to my podcast, I'm, I'm building an audience in there. And then the third step is all about nurturing that audience because I've got people who've been in there for two and a half years and then somebody just walks in today. I want them to know exactly what it is that I have to offer, exactly who I am and what my message is. So I've got to always be nurturing that audience. The fourth step is about real relationships. You know how shit. Is. am I allowed to swear? You That's know fine. how not, it's, it's not a child audience. You know how terrible it feels when someone creates a relationship with you just because they want you to buy from them.
0: Yeah. So it's horrible it's horrible it's
1: the worst it's the worst feeling ever yeah. and I'm so e- this is weird but I am so easily sold to um, you would think I wouldn't be but honestly I'm like oh my god I want to buy it I want to buy all things to me. and also I'm quite naive so I'm like oh Monique wants to be my best friend and then I get the planner through the post like now Monique's ignoring me I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought
0: the planner
1: <laughs> it's really important to create those real relationships because you don't know. You know, like I bought your planner and then I become a client who's doing printing with you. And then I come back the year later, like, and you don't know at what point people are going to buy from you. So someone comes into the Entrepreneurs Growth Club today and I start making a relationship with them. I want to find out more about their business. I'm not doing that because I want a sale. I'm doing that because I want to create real relationships because I know if I do that, people will buy from me in the future.
0: It very much is the know, like and trust, isn't it? They know you, they like you, they trust you, they're going to come to you. And, you know, that is your marketing.
1: what we want to create is raving fans who buy from us time and time again. And what's really important is those real relationships, you know, when you're not in the room and someone asks me about a planner, I'm recommending your planner. That's mm. what happens when you have real relationships with people, when um, people see, you know, oh, I'm looking for sales advice in other Facebook groups, they tag me yeah. because they know that I'll be appreciative of that. They know that I want me to do that. And they also know that that's my messaging. So so that's step four in my sales strategy. And, and people are quite good up to this point. So we've got um, marketing, growing an audience, uh, building and nurturing that audience and then creating real relationships. And then number five, we get into the nitty gritty, um, closing the sale. This That's is, the bit
0: that everyone hates.
1: This is the bit that everyone either hates or avoids. Or
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, avoids <laughs> is right, actually. You're, you're completely right.
1: Um, you've got to actually ask. the sale you've got to tell people what they can buy and you need to make it time bound and compelling why should people buy from you and why should people buy from you right now that's up to you you know if people inquire um and you're very wishy-washy with it be around the bush They're not going to have that urgency to buy. Oh, I'll buy the planner next month. I'll buy buy the planner next year. Maybe I won't buy the planner at all. So what can you do to create a compelling and time-bound close? Now, unfortunately, in this world that we live in, I now have to caveat this with, that is true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We don't go, come and buy from me and I'll make you a million pounds and you need to buy today because I'm fully booked. And then the next day you're like, more spaces on that
0: program. Oh, yeah. We don't like it. We don't like
1: it. No. It, it will really affect those real relationships and people won't trust you. That's the trust element gone. Um, I saw somebody in the industry I really totally respect the other day. She closed her car and then the next day she opened it again. And I just, it it's sales suicide. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it makes me just go, you obviously didn't make many sales and you're obviously struggling. And why is that? Yeah, but so, if you
0: can see that, then so can everybody else. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So have those boundaries, you know, if it's cart open, cart closed, if it's we've only got five spaces left, if it's I need to know by a certain date, put those boundaries in there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's good for you as the salesperson and it's good for the person who's buying. But please, please, if I ask you one thing, don't lie and don't backtrack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It does not look good. It doesn't look good for you. So, I mean, there's so much value there. In what you're saying. Hang on, I haven't
1: finished. I haven't oh, finished. There's Sorry, more. I've got
0: two more. So I'll,
1: I'll, I'll snap through it. No, <laughs> um, no, but, please. But the, the next one is is the golden nugget. So I need, I need to give it to you. Um, Following up. Follow up with absolutely every single person who inquires. Follow up. Follow up with collaborations. Follow up with PR opportunities.
0: Follow up with anyone. I think, again that is a bit, that's a part where people really struggle. Um, I, I'm only relating this back to, to, to direct selling because that's where I, I mean, I used to have, and this is where my kind of, I suppose my love of planning came in because I used to have systems and folders. So I'd speak to this person, I'd write it on here and then I'd, they'd go into my follow-up folder for a date. So yeah. I always knew that when I went to the folder on that date, I could follow up with them. But so many people didn't, they'd go, oh, I've sent my 10 messages today to people you know, and then they never would ever follow up with them again. Well, I didn't hear back straight away, so they're not interested. But as you say, somebody might not want to buy for you from you. It might not be the right time right now. But if you're building that relationship and actually in a year's time, they go, yeah, I do need somebody that can help me with my sales strategy. Oh, yeah, Charlie, I've been speaking to her. She's the person. They're going to pick up the phone to you straight away and go, Charlie, I need your help. And all yeah. that relationship building and the following up and the nurturing, it's all part and parcel, isn't it? So mm-hmm. you know and the thing
1: is we live in such a busy world, don't we? So you're like, right, okay, yeah, I wanna buy that, you know, whatever it is. I wanna book on to that sales course. Um, I'm gonna do it. Just let me get my credit card. And then you literally go into the kitchen to get your credit card and there's kids and there's food and there's housework and there's yeah. my Homework blah, 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 blah. and so you get sidetracked, and that person then thinks, oh, they don't want to buy from me anymore. I'll just not bother. But you've just got a million other things to do. If that person then follows up and says, Charlie, you still interested in the sales call Yes, yes, that's what I was doing. I was getting my credit card to pay for the sales call. You know, I think following up is kind. I think you're doing them a favor and saying, like, don't forget about this thing. I wouldn't want you to miss out on it or whatever. So um, yeah, I'm, I take follow up very, very seriously. I'm not organised like you, Monique. I wish I was. But with my follow up, I have had to get organised, keep on top of it. I've got a spreadsheet. Um, I follow up with people every single day. And I think I wouldn't have got half the opportunities that I have had if I hadn't have been so good at follow up. Sometimes I think people just say, Okay, Charlie, fine, I'll come on your podcast just to stop you from, <laughs> <reminding> me. <laughs> from
0: harassing me. Yes, and you've had some pretty corker cool guests on your podcast. Um,
1: and then you... the last one is just making sure that you have an upsell. So when you've created these Arabian fans who want to buy from you time and time again, well, they want to buy something else. What's yeah. next? So Absolutely. make sure that.
0: because your website actually is brilliant because there is something there for every person at every financial level which i thought really stood out that you've got obviously the free you've got your free group you've got your um membership which is sort of a low entry price to you Um, then you've got these strategy days and things like that, that you do. And then you've got your high level mastermind, which is, you know, a completely different price bracket. Um, and it really stands out on your website as well, but it it directs people for every budget, um, and every need as well. So whatever, wherever you're at in your business. And I think that really, um, stands out actually on your website. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Um, You're welcome. So I was going to ask you about the main mistakes that business owners make when it comes to sales. But I think we kind of covered it really, because it is about not following up and not asking for the sales. Would you say there was anything else to add to that?
1: Um, I think um, waffle is one thing that I would also add to that. So um, within your message, if it's waffly, you know, and I did it when I came into the online space, you know, I can help you with your marketing and your sales. And also if you want to franchise your business or grow and scale your business or any of the above or anything really, just message me and I'll help. Um, That sort of waffle is unclear and people don't get to that point where they're like, oh, that's for me because they're like, what do you do? And sometimes I go onto people's Instagram bios and stuff and I think, I have a clue what you do from that bio. So if you can tell me what you do in less than eight words, I think you've got a clear message. But then that waffle sometimes comes through in the close, in the follow up. Um, I'm really sorry to bother you, but if you could possibly tell me if you are still maybe thinking about potentially, no, (laughs) clear and straight to the point. That's what people
0: want. Are you interested in this? What are your thoughts? I mean, is that the sort of message that you would have on a closing? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even somebody said about my sales page the other day, it's quite basic. And, you know, some people might take that as an insult, but I take it as a massive compliment Mm -hmm. because you don't need a big fancy, fancy sales page with all of the thrills. What you need is a clear direct message
0: that makes people want to click and buy. yeah because we're busy we're busy mm-hmm. i mean i know that if i look at a sales page and it's scrolling and sc- i'm thinking get to the point tell me how much is this going to cost me i'm here i'm, not even I'm very- interested just get to the point you know and you're going for ages and i think i've got time in the end i'll put it to the side
1: i'm not very good at even reading messages you know i'm just like cut to the chase cut to the chase where is it yeah will you be an affiliate
0: sure <laughs> Done. Or now, too busy. <laughs> yeah not interested thank you <laughs> amazing thank you charlie as i said there's so much value in there um i will um before we close this podcast um Get you to leave all of the info that people can find you on and we will put that in the show notes as well and let's have a little bit of fun before before we uh, wrap this up i'm ready for some fun you're ready for some fun i mean we have already had a little bit i've already you know sort of nobody could see the step ball changes and the theatre hands <laughs> that are going on here but um let's talk about your first job so this is what i'm asking all my podcast guests on this series is uh what your first job was your first paid job i should say
1: Okay, so like I said, we have a running joke in my family that I've never had a real job. So um, I I actually, that's a lie, because I've had two paid jobs (laughs) in my entire life. The first one was um, I worked in an organic food Mm. shop. Yeah, Mm. it's not really very me at all. People used to come in and ask, you know, Where's the linseed? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what linseed is. <laughs> Anybody know any sugar alternatives? Okay. <laughs> and then I was a nanny. Um, before I set up my business, I was a nanny for a little girl. Oh. So that's it. They're my
0: two jobs. Amazing! I love it. See, there we are. We always get to know our guests a little bit more. And now for a little bit of um, this and that. So. Uh, so for those of you that have been listening to these this series already, you'll know that I've been asking all the guests. So I have a little box here and it's got a whole stack of questions I'm gonna ask. I've never Charlie. been on a
1: podcast that's got a prop.
0: This is my podcast. Of course it would have. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. I'm gonna take a wild guess at this. Having um, sat and had a drink with you before. Give yeah. up hot drinks or give up alcoholic drinks?
1: Definitely give up hot drinks.
0: I'll leave you on that one. Here we go. Uh, Bad haircut or bad hair dye? Bad haircut, I think. Yeah, I think so. You, you've a, you're a curly hair like me, so you can't you can't have it. Yeah, you'd be
1: it. able to hide it, wouldn't you?
0: Hour early or hour late? I'm always late for everything. <laughs> there we are. I'm sorry,
1: Monique. And <laughs> then <bet> you're always <laughs> early,
0: aren't you? But do you know what? I'm not. I plan I'm I'm not I'm I'm not the best at being on time because actually, I know it's ironic yeah it is ironic, when we met but...
1: we met in Dubai didn't we yes we, had we a did day together in Dubai and I was the first
0: person there she so was actually oh yeah could I blame the traffic probably not I was on holiday <laughs> and I probably slept late <laughs> um Charlie, if anybody wants to get in touch with you and find out more about all of the wonderful things you've talked about, where can they find you? Where should they go?
1: Please come into the Entrepreneurs' Growth Club on Facebook. That's where all the good stuff happens. I go live every Sunday um, at 8pm to chat all things sales, answer your questions and give you some golden nuggets. So please come and join um, my Facebook group. It's, I, I'm biased, but it is the best community. It is group. a very
0: lovely Facebook group. I'm in that Facebook group.
1: Um, One of the silent on- lurkers,
0: I think, probably in your group.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need, to, you need to get involved more, money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then on Instagram and TikTok I am Charlie Day Sales but feel free to pop me a message come and say hi I'd love to chat to you.
0: Fantastic. Brilliant. Thank you so much Charlie for being a guest today on the She Loves to Plan podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you and I will speak to you all soon. Take care everyone. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast today don't forget to hit subscribe and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Also, head over to the She Loves to Plan Facebook group where you can get even more value from me. Until next time, happy planning.